I'm strong and Daddy with my dad. They don't want to get a nasty tweet from Donald Trump. I wish he'd stay off Twitter. I don't care. I don't care anymore. Either way. Why are you here? You're supposed to be asleep. I am here determined to stop this future atrocity. It's just not a natural thing we would do in our society. You don't see that. Yes. Two things that have only never let me down in this entire country's history. The First Amendment and... Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Let me tell you, the one that matters is me. Well, uh, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, who host the popular uh, radio talk show, ask the same question of their listeners, and here's their response. How's that TV show of yours going? I give you America itself. This is Ed McMahon. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Oh. Subtle mockery from the beautiful, the brilliant Lara Logan. Oh, if you weren't uh, around for that moment yesterday, that was funny. That was uncomfortable. Oh, She's making reference to our ridiculous videos that we posted to Facebook, etc. But we didn't know what she was talking about when she said it. Right. <laughs> Which was hilarious, because we thought she thought we were somebody else with a TV show. But no, it turns out she'd been watching our ridiculous videos and was winking at us. Apparently. Yeah. Uh, live from Studio C. A dimly lit room deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound. It's Friday. It's Super Bowl weekend. We're under the tutelage of our general manager. The Super Bowl! Don't leave out the the, please. I can't wait for Super Bowl. Oh, I hate that. I won't be watching Super Bowl. Oh, stop it! First time in my life is uh, one of my kids has a birthday party. He's going to, so. It's one of those obligatory parents gotta be there things. Or semi-obligatory? For this particular child, I Probably have to. Probably Yeah, I, I definitely need to be. Yeah. And uh, and with this particular child, he's never been to a birthday party. Oh. Oh, boy, that is a red-letter day. Yeah. yeah. And so he's pretty excited. So, yeah. There I'll you be, have it. I'll be all, all right without the Super Bowl. I'm not worried about missing the Super Bowl. Whatever. I just think it's really amusing that anybody would schedule a birthday party. <laughs> Aren't you worried about missing the commercials? Sign somebody five years behind what's hip. But I know, I know the kid's birthday was like three weeks ago. So, I mean, it's not one of those, it's got to <sighs> be right next to the day or that's the day or something. Wow. We're just looking for a day. You picked Super Bowl Sunday at the time the Super Bowl's on. It's got to be somebody who's not a sports fan. And I just think that's interesting. Well, I'm certainly not complaining about the fact that my father-in-law's funeral was Super Bowl Sunday when the 49ers were last in the Super Bowl. That was a little uncomfortable for me. Well, I think Judy's yeah. sister scheduled that one. Yeah. Well, you know. That's one more reason we're alienated. You, you do have a tighter window for that, and it's a bigger deal. <laughs> it's not that tight a window. Um, Wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was oh. trying to dig you out oh. of this, but you can... No, 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 no. You can... Hey, it's... Uh, you know, I, I, I love the man. He raised my my beloved wife. But uh, how was Saturday? How about Saturday? It's like you call for your doctor... memorial service. <laughs> huh? you call your doctor and say, I'd like to make an appointment. How about... Uh, about noon, December 25th. Would that work? Can I get an appointment on that? Would that be okay? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, let's introduce everybody in the squad. We'll start there with our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Mike? Very good. I'm looking forward to Super Bowl Sunday, as always. I almost brought in the cheese dip like I do every, you know, every oh, year. But what? Oh, 
Oh, I just uh, remember. Hey, give me some crackers. I'll put the almost on them. Uh, I didn't eat dinner last night in preparation for this. Damn it. I just remember I brought it in and it brought the show to a screeching halt. (laughs) It literally did. We loved it, but like by 8 o'clock, we literally were just. God, I I could eat me some of that right now. (sighs) I ate so much of it last year. (laughs) It was really good. Boy, it's so creamy and delicious, and you just load it. I just load it in, and then it kind of congeals in your stomach (laughs) and turns into this cement. It's a beautiful thing. <laughs> Reminds me of the ongoing gag my wife and I have, where every year I say, are you going to make your Super Bowl dip? Because I, somehow I got in my mind that she once made some great Super Bowl cheese dip, and I ask about it every year. She's never made Super Bowl cheese dip. Well, that was me, Jack. <laughs> it was you. I got you and my wife confused. And by the way, Monday should be a national holiday. If we're going to have a national the day after Super Bowl should be a national holiday instead of like Columbus Day or something well, like that. better than Columbus Day. I got some stats on how many people call in sick the day after the Super Bowl that are uh, not surprising. There's Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well. I, too, am headed off to a Super Bowl uh, festivity, a gathering. It will be pretty much the first game I've watched all year. I'm probably not even barely going to watch the game. It's more of just an excuse to hang out with friends. But I would like to share with you my go-to Super Bowl food that I bring to these sort of things. It is easy to make. You know it is because I make it. What you need, the ingredients are hot dogs, bacon, brown sugar, and toothpicks. That's all you need. Sounds pretty good. You take the hot dogs, you cut them into thirds. You take a package of bacon, you cut that into half. Trust me, the math works out. (laughs) You wrap a half a a slice of bacon around a third of a hot dog. You shove a toothpick in it. You line them up in a tray. I recommend going for the disposable trays because this is one hell of a thing to clean up. And then you essentially just line them all up that way. You pour two boxes of brown sugar on it. Two boxes. Yes, yes. Cover it entirely. Put the oven at about 300. Cook it for about an hour. Take it out. Oh, it is delightful. God, I'd eat 10 of those right now. Man. And I didn't think about it. Maybe this kid's birthday party is a Super Bowl party. Maybe I'm going to get there and it's going to be a Super Bowl party. You think? No. But it could be. <laughs> it could be. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't sit in my mouth for that. No. All the kids would say, what is this? <laughs> what are we doing? There's Marshall Phillips, who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? I got to tell you, I, like so many other people, are so excited. It is February the 2nd. That's right, woodchuck chuckers. It's Groundhog Day. Get up and sit that hog out there. Yeah. Yeah, this morning, Puxitani Phil's handlers pulled him out of his cage, let the rodent look around, and make his prediction. Here's my forecast. Not lead, but solid gold. I see my royal shadow. Six more weeks of winter to go. The rats, it doesn't rhyme. The rat's accuracy rate is a weak 39%. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> the rat's Glorified accuracy rat. rate. O- oversized rat. I'll tell you what, if you live in a warm climate, I mean, well, first of all, it's, if you're over the age of seven and you uh, yes. get any amusement out of this, I'm, I'm sad for you. Yes. Unless you're drunk. But uh, growing up in a cold climate like I did when I was a kid in Wisconsin, it was a big deal when they would announce six more weeks of winter or, or winter's going to be over soon or whatever. Yeah, it was, it was huge. It was huge because you were so tired oh, of winter Yeah, at that point. Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It is already Friday, February 2nd, the year 2018. We are uh, keeping you straight in 21-8. Armstrong and Getty approving this program. It's the winter of our discontent. Let's begin the show. Officially now, according to FCC rules and regulations at Mark. This is pitiful. A thousand people freezing their butts off waiting to worship a rat. What a hype. Crowd like they used to mean something in this town. They used to pull the hog out and they used to eat it. You're hypocrites. All of you. There you go. Beautiful. 
Beautiful. A movie that wasn't that big a deal when it came out, but has lived in infamy or, or something. <laughs> Become a cult classic. Groundhog Day. I prepared a three-part presentation on how many days exactly Bill Murray was stuck in Groundhog's Day limbo. I can present that later in the show if you were to so desire. Something to look forward to. I know that's a big deal among the philosophical set. Uh, What are other headlines, Marshall? Hashtag release the memo. Looks like a late Friday afternoon drop shaping up. Why? Got a big surprise in the Fed's latest jobs report. This one is really worth noting. And Timberlake on his Super Bowl halftime show's special guests. Coming up, 635, Armstrong and Getty. Janet Jackson's other nipple. Uh, How does the mailbag look? Oh, fabulous. It's it's, uh, lively. Whimsical. Spirited. This is a clever tip of the hat to the Groundhog Day movie, Michael. The song that was playing on his clock radio when he woke up every single morning. Uh, we got a lot of good stuff today. Mika Brzezinski went nuts on the author of Fire and Fury. Yes. And for good reason. But it's pretty entertaining. Stay tuned for everything that's coming up. And the memo could come out any moment on the Armstrong and Getty Show. This is Armstrong and Getty. The voice of the West. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I don't care if Monday's blue. Yes. Tuesday is gray and Wednesday too. Thursday, I don't care about you. It's Friday. I'm in love. Happy Friday, wherever you are. Indeed. The festive weekend coming. I got the festive feeling. I'm not even a big Super Bowl party guy, really. But, no. uh, it's partly because I'm just bitchy, and I really want to watch the game. And when people try to talk to me when I'm trying to pay attention to the game, I get annoyed by that. Well, I've attended a lot of my really, internal bitchiness. I've been to a lot of really fun blowout Super Bowl parties. That I mean, were just great parties with a game on in the background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of my favorites had to be, oh boy, this was good, what, 15 years ago, Gladys? Uh, I was playing in my old band before the Dead Flowers. It wasn't my band. I was just in the band. Uh, and uh, and we were supposed to play after the game, after the party. And we got free beer all the way through the party. And uh, Which is like four or five hours long. Uh, right. Exactly. I couldn't, I couldn't remember which end of my guitar to grab. But uh, it was a good show as far as I know, as far as I remember. Rich, the bass player, uh, who I barely knew, stabbed me in the hand with a fork that day. Mm. It really cemented our friendship. Mm. Yeah. Good times. Good times. Mailbag is in a couple of minutes. Oh, oh you was close. Settle down was really in there. Close. I got a fl- I'll throw a flag on you. <laughs> All right. It's time first for a fond look back at the week that was. It's Cow Clips of the Week. And the Grammy goes to 24 Carrot Magic Bruno Mars. Two guys, slabs of pork i think they were just like cut in half and some were just kind of flopped over so it was on the handlebars the state of the union is being delivered by donald trump mr speaker the president of the united states the two of them just kept looking at each other going you're not a cop are you the people dreamed this country the people built this country and it's the people who are making America great again. 
What he is doing brings tears to the eyes of the Statue of Liberty and instills fear in the hearts of people who are concerned about our dreamers. Wow! The Russian interference investigation has itself been interfered by Russians. It's like a turducken of treason. Ooh. Hey there! It's a very thin cow. <laughs> it's like a cow you see in Africa. Not a big, fat, beefy American cow. That was an S-hole cow. Wow. Huh? Wow. <laughs> Mailbag. Well, this is really a beautiful gesture. I'm tearing up already. A uh, This is snail mail. This is an actual note in an envelope with a stamp from Dave. Jack Joe, touching story today about trophies thrown out and trophies never awarded. I'm torn, but here, have one of mine to share between you. From Dave. Dave in Alameda. And it is a, uh, it's a purple ribbon. Most improved player. Pretty good. And... <laughs> and Actually, at the bottom, there's a little sub-caption that says, We really used to hate you. <laughs> Most improved. Implies that you sucked a bit. But thank I, you. I have got a number of participation ribbons. I don't know if I still have them in a box somewhere. You, you participated. <laughs> Congratulations. You signed up for this. Yeah, and then so showed the, up. So that's which something. is really the key. <laughs> Fantastic. Ian from Tijuana, having had his thunder stolen from Marshall, but it's still worth making the point. Jose, did you know that rodent purveyor of doom Punxsutawney Phil's only correct 39% of the time? Flipping a coin is more accurate than that. Punxsutawney Phil, Punxsutawney fake news. Fake news Phil is more like it or something like that. Well, how do you... I don't even know what that would mean you know, anyway. Because it really casts doubt on rodent, you know, weather prediction. We were all excited in rural southwest Wisconsin as to whether or not he saw a shadow. We might have had snow, and they might not have in the, the upper peninsula of Michigan. So I don't even know how you'd come up with that statistic. Well, unless you're only talking about whether it snows there in Punxsutawney, which right. is not the way people around the country. Nobody, I don't care whether it snows there, right? You see what I mean? How did it catch on at all? I don't know. But you, it, if there's grease on the left side of the stove, that means four more weeks of spring. I mean, it's some sort of hackneyed old senseless, you know, pre-literacy wives' tale. <laughs> pre-literacy. I mean, what the hell? Come on, people. Science. And then uh, Ian adds on, uh, he wants an update on my son, Declan. He's doing well. He's working for a major American retailer and and, and doing fine. Uh, and then he says, you know, I hate people who use big words just to make themselves look perspicacious. <laughs> <laughs> pretty funny. It is pretty funny. A nice note here from uh, Hugh. Uh, Jack Joe, the liberal media may claim it was a blood moon, but from where I stood, it was definitely orange. An orange moon the night of Trump's so-to speech? No doubt a sign from the heavens. For good or ill, I know not. Someone should consult the entrails of a goat. <laughs> Speaking of Punxsutawney Phil and that sort of thing. Know anyone who has one handy? KCIFADBBB, Keep Cowering in Fear, is directed by Barbara Boxer, Hugh and Lafayette. Barbara Boxer? Is she uh, advocating anything at this point? By the way, we're going to have somebody on to let us know what the latest wranglings are over the memo. Bum, bum, bum. Uh, because it's changed a lot since yesterday. I no longer understand either side's position at all. Some more on that later. 
Uh, well, they, they're they're shifting. I don't rather, understand uh, frequently. I don't understand why the Republicans are so excited to get it out since people are saying it's a dud. I don't understand why the Democrats are so fighting so hard to keep it from coming out since it's a nothing. I don't understand either side's position. What are they doing? I don't know. I really don't know. On the uh, well, uh, just uh, catching up on the show, guys. Heard you talking about VW testing on macaque monkeys. You must not know that smoked monkey is a special treat in Germany. They love macaques, baby back ribs, and my favorite oh. pulled m- macaques. <clears throat> love the show, fag for All over right. two years, I Mike in s- Phoenix. I see that. Okay. You know, I see, I, I see, I see I, your, your machinations there. <laughs> I think Mike in Phoenix was merely looking for a chance. Right. To, exactly. Right. Yeah. That is disappointing. Nice note from Estonian Matt. Way to embrace your Estonian heritage, by the way, Matt. Estonia, Latvia, Lithuania. Among my favorite Baltic republics. Your show will probably be one of the few to go through the Nunes memo with some rational analysis. That's true. It would be great if you could periodically remind your listeners Nunez created his selections to paint a picture and that we should be waiting until the Dems memo that has context is released before we try to draw any conclusions. Well, yeah, we've been saying that repeatedly, Estonian Matt, you know, and, and uh, I don't I don't understand why everybody's in such a damn hurry. Well, actually, I do, because everybody's so obsessed with scoring partisan points because everybody's so whipped up. Over, you know, politics in general, but certainly Trump. I, you know, if it takes me two, three days to figure out what's actually going on with the memo and the counter memo and, and the rest of it, that'll be fine. Two, three days is fine. I'll, I'll talk to you on Tuesday. Everybody's so freaking wound up. Uh, then he says, P.S., I'll bet you five bu- bucks. Trump uses this as a cover to fire Rosenstein and do his massacre on Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah, because then we would. Okay. Deputy A.G. Rosenstein. Because it would just disappear and nobody would talk about it on Monday. Oh, come on. All right. I'll take that bet, Estonian Matt. Five dollar. Nothing's going to happen on that during the Super Bowl. That he fires the uh, attorney general? I'll yeah. bet you a thousand dollars. Well, he didn't offer that bet. If he had, I'd have taken it. I'll give you five dollars to a thousand dollars. I owe you five. You owe me. I owe you. Hmm? I owe you a thousand. You owe me five. Right. Okay. If he fires the attorney general on Super Bowl Sunday, I'm willing to take that bet. The, uh, the, the, the deputy attorney general. Okay. Right. Because uh, I don't believe it's going to happen. Wow, 201. More gin talk from Bob. Uh, both of these are non-traditional but wonderful. St. George's Terroir, a great California gin produced with Douglas fir. It tastes like a Northern California forest and is great. You know, if I wanted to taste a Northern California forest, I'd just go and lick one. I mean, I, 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 it's not that long a drive. Um, and then uh, and I said, I don't like your... Uh, I don't like your potpourri gins. It's like having a mouthful of a potpourri basket. Terrible. Or like taking a big bite of a fragrant candle. Who wants that? <laughs> Who would want that? Ben, with a little criticism of me, I can take it. You introduced her as Lara Logan from 16 Minutes. Listen to the tape. It's obvious. Yeah. Come on, Joe. The gin is for after the show. You did. Ow, hey. You did, but I didn't want to get No, 60, mm, uh, uh, 60 and sometimes 70 minutes. Yeah, did I? 16 yeah, minutes. Yeah. 16, yeah. I was, mm, but it would have been weird. To I jump ruined in. it. I ruined it. I figured we'd have been better off just moving along than to uh, slow down the show with the great Laura Logan. So I ruined it. <laughs> I don't know that it was Here ruined. Here I am thinking it was a great interview. I effing ruined it. I'm sorry.
Is that clock? 16 minutes. Is that clock a minute and a half behind? Okay, so I don't know what time it is. Um, we got a bunch of stuff we got to catch up on. The memo coming out, all that stuff. Uh, great clip from Morning Joe yesterday when Mika Brzezinski took the author of that Fire and Fury book to task over his accuracy. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Minnesota in a little bit to talk to a reporter outside of, of Super Bowl. Hey, speaking of the Super Bowl, nightmarish poll results. Read the NFL. Okay. For the NFL. I want to hear that. Oh, my. Oh, my. Wall Street Journal with a piece. Just published it. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It'll sack the NFL, Jack. Oh, God. That was rough. <laughs> Uh, let's get the news now, Marshall Phillips. Well, this is just coming in. The father of three victims of Larry Nassar tried to attack the disgraced former sports doctor during a court hearing in Michigan. Yes! Good. Do you get a couple of licks in? Uh, bailiffs tackled the father. Oh, it happened this morning. No. If you're a bailiff, you got to... I was looking at my phone. I'm yeah. sorry. What happened? Why is that guy all bloody? I was, I'm was. i sorry I got distracted. Mm. Sorry you got attacked and I couldn't stop it. Yeah, well, after two of his doctors spoke, the father, Randall Margraves, asked the judge for five minutes in a locked room with Nasser. The judge said she couldn't do that. I'll plea bargain it down to two. I ha- have at him. I hope this guy doesn't get in too much trouble. I doubt it. No, they'll, I'm sure they'll, they arrested him. They'll probably charge yeah. him. Then he'll plead out to misdemeanor, making a ruckus, and, and it'll all be fine. They got to make a show of, you know, controlling. I'm, I'm telling you, yeah. uh, if I was in a courtroom feet away from the dude who molested my daughter, it'd be pretty freaking hard. Even if I went in there with no intent. Right. If I saw a straight shot at him, it'd be pretty difficult. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be pretty difficult to not to not take your chance. You just have to sit there and picture his life and what it's going to be in prison. Yeah. And, and I think that'd probably be enough. But like I say, I wish this guy had gotten a couple of licks in. President Trump moving ahead now with plans to release details from a classified memo criticizing FBI surveillance methods. Now the moves putting Trump on a collision course with the Justice Department and the FBI, whose officials say the memo omits key facts and would jeopardize security. You want to hear what's going to happen? Because I've seen the future. <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you. Were you uh, smoking peyote or what? How'd that work? <laughs> uh, I just have visions. I've been on a vision quest. Uh, what's going to happen is... The memo and the counter-memo are going to come out. The memo is going to say, you know, this whole uh, Trump dossier thing paid for uh, mostly by the Democrats, etc., targeting Carter Page is flimsy evidence. It's weak evidence, which was then used as an excuse to spy on Trump's people. And then the counter memo is going to say, you know, there's some parts of the dossier that aren't, they're pretty stupid, but there was plenty there to make Carter Page uh, an object of suspicion. And so it was yeah. legitimate. Turns out it wasn't right, but it was legitimate. It's going to be a judgment call. It's going to be a gray area. So according to is it the Washington Post, there are sources inside the White House saying they're afraid this is a dud now that they've had a, a look at it, that it's not that big a deal, not that exciting. Then yeah. on NPR this morning, NPR, mind you. Yeah. They had an FBI, a former FBI official who said, look, I I, I know what's in there. Um, there's nothing that's going to harm national security. That's ridiculous. There's a difference between intelligence and information. This is information. Right. So both sides of it are overblown to me. And I oh, don't yeah. understand why they're making, why they're all fighting so hard. I, I don't, yeah. I don't understand what they're trying to accomplish. Do you? 
No, because the stories and the arguments have shifted so frequently that I just... It's tough to get a, a, a handle on where everybody's coming from. I think it's all just focused on the midterms. I think it's just whipping up partisans. Well, to a large extent. Now, what uh, Rosenstein or, or Ray over at the FBI, their concerns, uh, I'd like to know what they are really and if they're legit. Former FBI Director James Comey was pushing back against the uh, Trump administration, calling on other U.S. leaders to speak up. Comey tweeted, American history shows that in the long run, weasels and liars never hold the field so long as good people stand up. Wow! Weasels and liars. It sounds like something I would say, not James Comey. I feel like Comey's credibility takes a hit every time he tweets. Agreed. Now he's just another clown in the clown show. Yeah, yeah. Who's who's definitely not above it all. Jobs report's just been released for January. 200,000 jobs have been added. and, And most importantly, wages rose at the fastest rate in eight years. The pay gain suggesting employers are competing more fiercely for workers. The raises stemming from Republican tax cuts and minimum wage increases in 18 states. But this is a big deal. The wages are finally starting to move, and economists expect wage growth to accelerate throughout this entire year. And I'll bet that's what's behind this latest Monmouth poll, Monmouth poll that's out that shows uh, people's leaning toward Republicans or Democrats in the House elections has taken a huge shift from Democrats to Republicans yeah. in the last couple of months yeah. and is now about even. So the whole talk of the Democrats are clearly going to take about the House back the House should be over. Because it is now about even in the polls. And I'll bet it's because of this. People getting that extra money in their paycheck or whatever. I just saw that the Orange One's approval rating was up to 44% in a Survey yep. Monkey poll. Uh, survey Monkeys then became enraged and threw their feces. But, uh, <laughs> you know, what are you going to do? He's underwater by like 9, 10 points. But nonetheless, it's up. He also blasted uh, yesterday the idea of people who use the term dreamer. Finally! Good! Yes. Finally somebody said that! Yeah. Can I get a witness? Finally! Yeah. Somebody joins me! The proper term is fairy dust angels. Because that's every bit as relevant as dreamers. Quit ceding the language to the other side when you're right. making an argument. Letting them say uh, immigrant when they mean illegal and all that sort of stuff. Just right. a terrible job of debating. And Justin Timberlake getting ready to take the stage for the Super Bowl halftime show this weekend. And yesterday he met reporters who asked him a whole host of questions. Timberlake promising doing some things with the show that have never been done before. Oh, we're going to see a crank. Oh, no. Oh, no. And as for any special guests... To be honest, I had a ton of grand ideas about special guests. There's a whole list. I think Vegas has a lot of odds on it, I heard. Um... You know, from NSYNC to to Jay to uh, Chris Stapleton to Janet, and um, but this year I'm just excited. My band is uh, the Tennessee Kids. The, I feel like those they're my special guests, and I'm excited this year to uh, to uh, to rock the stage. There you go, rocking the stage. Well, what's his new album? Uh, it's a Man in the Woods. Yeah, Man it's got a country yeah. title to it, and he does a song with Chris Stapleton, yeah. so it could be Chris Stapleton. Yeah. Hmm. I, I think it'll be Jimmy Fallon. It's NBC. They're they're a big act, which would be fine. They'd do something entertaining, but I don't want to take the fun out of it, but that's what I think it's going to be. Something. Now, Janet Jackson coming out, showing her 50-something <laughs> boob. Wouldn't be very entertaining. <laughs> All right, that is a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips here. I'm Strong and Getty Show, the voice of the West. Hmm. 
Huh? Well, <laughs> a, a 55-year-old woman showing her boob at the halftime show. That'd be something. Well, that's I something feel like, that's never been done before. Yeah, that's true. I feel like we need to see the other one just to kind of complete the Balance circle. things exactly. out. Right, exactly. Yeah. Well, you know, the first one was fine. It didn't really do anything for me either way. Oh, that, I wasn't against it, but... Honestly, I just thought it was stupid at the time. So, preview of the Super Bowl from Minneapolis coming up. And you're going to hit us with some of that uh, info from the Wall Street Journal on the NFL? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's brutal. I want to hear that. It is brutal, man. Huh. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. This is Armstrong and Getty. The voice of the West. Coming up between the St. Louis Rams and the New England Patriots. And John, you know, you can't be here, you can't uh, be experienced, this great experience that is Super Bowl. Then be proud, you have to then be proud to be an American and uh, proud to be just a part of it. I'm surprised well that was said. surprised that was Pat Summerall's last Super Bowl. Huh. You know what's interesting about that? That's Super Bowl 36. We're having Super Bowl 52 on Sunday. Same quarterback in that one is in this one, what? which is really pretty amazing. What? Yeah, Tom Brady and the New England Patriots. What? Because he's been playing that long. Unbelievable. He's 40. Yeah, oldest yeah. quarterback to ever start a Super Bowl. Says he'll play for several more years too. If there's still a league, listen to this, would you? It is, is that right, Sean, or will I make that up? Uh, I'll check out. <laughs> I may have made that up. It is uh, a, a Wall Street Journal NBC News poll. Adults who report following the NFL closely have dropped 9% since 2014. That's troubling and significant. But listen to this. Men age 18 to 49 who say they follow the NFL closely. That is the core of the core. And you got to get them when they're in the, you know, 18 to 34 to have them throughout their lives. But men 18 to 4, uh, 49 who follow the league closely, four years ago it was 75%. Now, 51%. Oh, my God. That's amazing. From 75 to 51. What's interesting. That's incredible. Is it seems to be almost exactly the same drop between Republican-leaning folks and Democrat-leaning folks. Um, so the politics is definitely part of it, but it's not all of it. So that's amazing. So half of younger men don't care about the NFL right now. So if you From run into 75 to 50 in the span of four years, that didn't used to be the case. You ran into a man under 50. He watched the NFL. Right. Or you suspected he, uh, you know. Frankly, was a homosexual, Jack. Now it's a coin flip as to whether or not he watches. Right, right. Interesting. Uh, Ryan Burrow joins us from ABC News. Hello, Ryan. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. You bring up some great points because I was actually at the NFL Players Association press conference yesterday. Uh, this is the union for uh, for the players, and they said, look, everyone is tagging this issue that we're having with ratings based on people kneeling. They said there's so much more to it than that. 
they said, uh, you know, concussions, obviously an issue. Look, if you're not willing to put your kid in football anymore, uh, that may remove you from the sport quite a bit. Uh, they also cited some other issues, including Thursday night football, essentially oversaturating the market. Mm. Look at when Thursday night football started four years ago, well, right? That, that is an interesting one. That's an interesting one. That's the weird mix of entertainment and trying to guess what people want. Mm-hmm. It's like when uh, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire was the number one show in America, and so they put it on a couple of nights a week, and then it died. I mean, you loved watching it once a week, but right. a couple of nights a week, well, it, it, was just, like, it was a lot of nights it just a week, lost recall, its, but... its luster. I want, maybe that played a role. It's just too much. The, the ha- Hearing no- nothing about it for a week was fun. Then right. you get interested again. You that know, maybe, Ryan, I, I neglected to point out that you are in Minneapolis covering the Super Bowl. Uh, back to you. What were you saying? <laughs> you know, another point that they were bringing up, too, was uh, the fact that, uh, you know, it's not just the NFL that's down. I mean, NASCAR is down incredibly over the last few years. Network news is down. So, you know, we've got a ton more options to choose from these days. So that's what the league is, is saying, or at least the players' union is saying. They're saying, uh, what we're seeing now, as far as viewership goes, by the year 2035, this is going to be a completely different sport and a, and a completely different viewer base. So, um, you know, maybe it's the market correcting itself. Maybe we were overwatching a few years ago, but uh, uh, clearly the arrows are not pointing up right now going into this Super Bowl and beyond. Well, a couple of points. Number one, uh, nothing lasts forever. Um, and secondly, uh, there are very few things can be explained by a single factor. Um, and I agree that it's not all the politics, but, you know, as anybody with a little experience in life can tell you, if things are like uh, crumbling in one or two areas, like it's your job, your career or something, don't add to it by like being verbally abusive to everybody you work with. If, for instance, there are multiple entertainment choices and people are becoming uncomfortable with the concussion thing, don't add bitterly polarizing politics to the mix or you're just going to, you know, exacerbate your decline, which I think is happening. But. Anyway, it, you know, on a plus side, it, it I think it's going to be a whale of a football game. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll see. I mean, uh, Tom Brady has the way of coming back, even if they are down. I mean, I, if, if you guys see the Patriots down 14, uh, even 21 points going into the fourth quarter, are you still betting against Tom Brady? I mean, after what we saw last year, um, you know, it, it's hard to do so. But, you know, on the other hand, you look at that NFC Championship game between the Eagles and the Vikings, and wow, what a, what a show Nick Foles put on for everyone. So, right. Going to be a good um, game, worth watching. You know what to expect. So are we going to see Janet Jackson's other nipple when Justin Timberlake comes out? What do your sources say, Ryan? At a press conference yesterday. He was asked uh, about, you know, there have been a lot of rumors. Are you going to bring back in sync? Are you going to have a reunion, essentially? Uh, Jay-Z, uh, Chris Stapleton, who's on the new album, uh, and Janet Jackson, he, he said he, he had considered a lot of different things. Doesn't sound like he's going to have any special guest appearance, although um, he wouldn't confirm one way or another. He was just essentially focusing in on his band. The only little tidbit he gave us is can't stop the feeling is probably going to be worked in in one form or another. Well, that's fascinating. Uh, uh, maybe his new album as well. Hey, do we have any idea how they're planning to cover the kneeling? Uh, the, if players decide to kneel during the national anthem, is NBC going to make a big deal of that and put the cameras on them or try to hide it? NBC says we're not going to hide anything. Uh, if it's in a news event and newsworthy to cover, we're going to show it. So don't don't think that NBC is going to put the uh, the kitty gloves on for the NFL uh, if that is indeed the case. Interesting. Ryan Burrow of ABC News in uh, Minneapolis. How cold is it up there? Nine below when I walked into Mall of America this morning. <laughs> Holy below. crap! 
we're gonna we're gonna get up to a balmy ten degrees, I think, on Super Bowl Sunday. But uh, we are gonna be indoors, seventy two degrees. Have you gotten a chance to kick around Minneapolis though? Because I mean, the infrastructure and in the city's planned out for horrifying bitter cold in in a pretty brilliant fashion, isn't it? Oh yeah, it's it's catwalks uh, across all of the buildings. Very very cool and easy to to move around downtown. Obviously, a lot of the events are taking place indoors. Convention centers. I'm at Mall of America Radio Row right now, so uh, it's not like people are having to stay outside for very long. But uh, yeah. some of those uh, some of those TV reports you may see outside of the Super Bowl leading up to and after could be funny watching uh, you know reporters' faces freeze, and, <laughs> you know, nose issues, and you, sure. you name it. A little running. Ryan Burrow. Thanks, Ryan. Appreciate it. That's good to, care, guys. All right, good to talk to you. It's kind of funny, NBC acting like, no, if it's news, we'll cover it. They spent gazillions of dollars for the rights to the NFL. They don't want to hasten its decline. Oh, man, yeah. So they're, they're, they're going to make their calculation based on what's best for them long term, not just, well, if it's news, we have to cover it. Um, you know, they're probably in a situation where they have to cover it because they get killed for it. But their number one interest is... What's going to help the? What's going to help us get our money back? Right. They unfortunately signed the last. They they and uh, Fox, I guess, signed the last just ginormous TV deals mm-hmm. for rights to the NFL because the next deals are going to be much smaller. Right. Right. Yeah. God, that that decline in the young male following of the NFL is just unbelievable. And the the margin of error was like three and a quarter percent. So even if. Uh, you know, the original number was three and a half uh, points rosy or three and a quarter, and the new number is three and a half points uh, too dismal. That's still an enormous decline. Well, it was something like 120 million fewer people saw ads in NFL games this year. That's a lot. Wow. That's a big number. Wow. Yeah. It's interesting. It's just interesting to watch something. Like, uh, when I was a kid, when I was in, in second grade like my son, practically all of us had some NFL something shirt jacket i've never seen an nfl logo on my son or any of his friends not one ever huh interesting they barely are aware of its existence times change uh we got some good stuff coming up for you including the memo which might come up at any time stay tuned memo stay tuned to the armstrong and getty show